0: hey friends and welcome back to another episode of the tea with tina podcast on today's episode i wanted to chat a little bit about toxic positivity this one is good a little bit of a fun psychological episode um toxic positivity is very subtle um and can be well very toxic So we're going to dive into that today, how to spot it, what you can do to not spread toxic positivity, and just a healthier outlet to work through life. Okay, so without further ado, we will dive right in. Toxic positivity. I've actually been wanting to record this episode for a while because I find the topic very intriguing and I am a victim of toxic positivity and I have probably given it out before in the past so I apologize if you've ever been a victim. On a short little side note, you may know that I am a plant lady. I am obsessed with plants and I went to Lowe's and they had like these clearance plans. I got one for a dollar and one for two dollars. I think the succulent, there was a little baby succulent, it was two dollars. I'm horrible with succulents and I kill them no matter what. More light, less light, more water, less water. Binks decided to knock it over my black cat and um, all the leaves fell off. But we are we're holding strong, hoping that he pulls through. <laughs> And I also got an ivy, it was a dollar, like a little cutting of an ivy, it looked really healthy and it was having some new growth and then some of the leaves started turning brown and I was like, oh no. I have seen this before in my ivy. I used I got like a big beautiful hanging ivy basket one time and it just slowly started drying up and turning brown and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" And it had spider mites and wouldn't you know it, I pulled this little guy down and I saw the webs and I was like, "Oh no. <laughs> it's happening." So I I looked it up, and you pretty much just have to mix like alcohol, rubbing alcohol with water and soak that bitch and wipe it And that's what I did. So he is drying out in the sink. And we shall hope that they are saved. I have rehabbed a couple plants. It is frustrating. And it requires patience. Which (sighs) I don't really have a whole lot of. (laughs) So um, we shall see. It is a long journey. But pray for my pray for my clearance plans that I try to give a better life you know and you know what they're probably gonna be alive they've been alive longer than if they would have stayed at Lowe's right they probably would have tossed them in the dumpster they'd be dead by now and look at me I'm giving them a couple extra weeks of life if they die they can continue on okay (laughs) did I just use toxic positivity there I hope not (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, okay. Anyways, we're going to hop in. Um, So first of all, what is toxic positivity, right? The The true definition of it, according to the Google, is that no matter how dire or difficult a situation is, people should maintain a positive mindset. That's the concept around toxic positivity. And I'm sure you have experienced this, or like I said, you may have given it out yourself. It it really floats around in certain groups of people. Um, you might hear like, good vibes only. That was really like a trendy phrase. Like, people get it tattooed on them. And I apologize if you're listening and you have good vibes only tattooed on you. I mean, good vibes only is, is a good phrase. I like it. But yeah, if you're like... <laughs> God, this is terrible. If you're like, yeah, my dog died. And you're like, good vibes only <laughs> does not does not work so it, it has its time and its place um, but definitely a big toxic positivity term and I will say it's especially hard to not spread po- toxic positivity in the fitness field because I feel like as a trainer we're supposed to just like people expect us to just be happy and energetic all of the time and while we present ourselves this way know that we like hype ourselves up on like way too much caffeine which i actually did have like a coffee in the middle of the day today which i normally don't i I had way too much caffeine (laughs) hence why i'm up right now recording this podcast um gotta grind in that work but yeah we we are like (sighs) we hype ourselves up we have to be energetic And a lot of times clients come to trainers when they're like exhausted and unmotivated. So they want to be motivated, which I understand. Like if I see someone with a really nice body and they have a really cute aesthetic or I like their workouts or admire how hard they work. Like, yeah, it motivates me and I enjoy following them. But you know what? I also appreciate the people who are realistic and tell you the truth Because sometimes the fad diets and the body weight workouts give us a sense of false hope. And then once that hope runs out... It sucks, and we need the realism people to bring us back down to earth. (laughs) Um, I like to say I'm a healthy mixture of being motivate a motivator and a realist. Okay, as a trainer, so I'm gonna tell you, you know, things that are gonna motivate you and inspire you, and I hope that I'm motivating and inspiring, but at the same time. I want to bring things back down a notch and be a realist as well. You know, like you're going to be badass and we're going to lift and we're going to feel great in the gym. You're going to be confident, but it's not going to happen overnight. Um, you know, you can't drink a whole bottle of wine and expect to get the fat loss, but you can still have like a glass of wine. I'm, I'm, I'm a realist motivator. So, and I'm proud of that. Um, <sighs> I will say that I'm probably this way because, like I told you, I am a sufferer, a survivor of toxic positivity. So, if you know a little bit about me from being in a very toxic MLM, which I do have a podcast episode on it is i believe my second episode if you scroll all the way down um i was in a very toxic mlm where pretty much everybody was super fake like happy barbies all the time and like that was the answer to your problems no matter how much you were struggling it was like oh my god no you're doing amazing you got this you're gonna get it and what i've seen which this relates to toxic positivity is that um a lot of these kind of people whether they're aware of it or not um, prey on very insecure people, which at the time I was really insecure. I was naive. I was young, like fresh out of high school. Like I didn't know anything about the real world. So I was like, wow, this is going to be my career. And this is my life. This is my life now. And like they really prey on innocent, naive and insecure people. And we eat it up because we don't know any better. And it's really sad. And I've seen that happen a lot. And it's like, wow, I'm getting attention from these people. And they're being so nice to me and that is where it becomes an issue (laughs) between that and being around crazy catholics let me rephrase or reiterate crazy catholics so i'm not shaming on the catholic christian folk i was raised roman catholic um i've lived it but there are some very toxic catholics And I mean, toxic religious people in general. Um, That is kind of why I'm a little bit more neutral. I wouldn't say I'm quite religious, just because it is political and toxic. (laughs) Um, I think I made a couple podcast episodes about that as well. (laughs) Um, But being around that, both things, it, I was just surrounded by it my whole life, and I didn't really realize it until I got older. I mean, even when I went to college, I went to a Catholic college with like actual monks in it, and I, I mean, like I was just literally surrounded by this craziness, <laughs> um, and I didn't realize it until the real world word. The real world, words are hard, the real world hit. Um, And I think being surrounded by all that toxic positivity, like, really made the real world hit that much harder for me. And I will say, even now at times, I go through these really cynical times of my life and I think I go from one extreme to the other where I was so I was in such a mindset before where I was like on a high almost of like oh my god yes if you just think hard enough like it'll everything will be better and like oh my god I'm so happy life is great like everything sucks but no you have to enjoy the little things in life and don't get me wrong that kind of thinking sort of got me through hard times in my life but when things kind of Like, it's like a fad diet. It's not sustainable. When other events came up, it was hard to use that same type of thinking for so long. Um, But yeah, I definitely have cynical views of the world. I went to the other extreme where it's like, life is pointless. Why do I even try? Um, You know, the world sucks. There's so much evil out there. Like, no matter what good you do, there's... You know, you could be the best person in the world, the nicest person, the most positive person, and bad things will still happen to you. Like, why, why does the five-year-old end up getting diagnosed with cancer? Like, why Why is the world like that? So I've been 100% on both extremes. I'm sure some of you can relate to this. I am in a good place right now, by the way. <laughs> good mindset. I'm not, like, in a bad mental spot. Um, but yeah, it's just something I've experienced. And when I got hit with the real world... It Like I said, it was like a slap in the face. Um, and I was like, man, shit just sucks. And I thought, like, my husband, that was at a time when my husband got deployed to the Middle East. I mean, we just got married. We moved into our first apartment together. And then I find out he's living, er, he's moving to the Middle East for a year or more. Um, In the middle of a time when we're fighting them over there I mean I would call him on the phone and I would hear gunfire in the background when we'd be chatting on the phone it really changed my outlook on life on a side note speaking of like the um like different parts of the world that is another reason I absolutely want to do world travel and if you're able to try to world travel because when you see other parts of the world for better or for worse, it really makes you appreciate where you live and just, like, the diversity of people, um, and I think it'll make you thankful for things, but it'll also make you see, like, how bad things can get, um, so it and appreciate things so it's kind of interesting to see that too because there's many people in this world that live very differently we live in these little bubbles and it's amazing to see the different things that go on outside of our little bubbles um so i'll leave that that but yeah so my husband was deployed to the middle east he's in this war um I ended up being diagnosed with PCOS, which was a chronic illness, and, like, I really knew nothing about it. I was young. I barely, like, knew how my period worked because I, like, never really had a period. So I'm, like, trying to do this research and trying to get good information, and I feel tired. I feel broken. I felt like I'm healthy. What's wrong? What am I doing wrong? Um... Then this pandemic hits and, you know, everybody, it's like loved ones that I know are dying, are getting sick. You wonder if, you know, people you know are going to be there. uh People with, with um, underlying health conditions, they're at risk. You're wondering how's the world going to be now. Is there going to be war, mental illness? Like there's just, it's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. It was a lot. And again, I'm sure some of you can probably relate to this line of thinking. And don't get me wrong. Life is what you make it. 1,000%. You do have a choice over your thoughts you don't have control over what happens to you but you have choice and control over how you react to it and your thoughts but sometimes you simply cannot escape the quote-unquote negative or non-positive emotions and honestly we shouldn't. I I really a great movie to watch if you want this concept like in child form is Inside Out. Fantastic movie. It explains all the different emotions and why they're important. It's important to be angry and shy and sad and happy. You know, there's a ton of different things. It's it's a really really good movie. Um but you know, you you have to experience everything for what it is. And It's healthy. It's healthy to go through all these emotions, even sometimes when it gets uncomfortable, because for all of my fitness lovers, which are probably most of you listening right now, discomfort creates growth, right? So sometimes you have to live through certain things, even if it's painful, because nobody said life would be, you know, rainbows and sunshines all the time. This is where the realism comes in. And unfortunately, Life is kind of like roulette. Nobody has a choice of where they are born and ended up, what continent they are on, what family they got, what resources they have access to. Um, Sometimes genetics—you know—they they they could be be doing everything right and they're born without an arm. You know, like it just—it you have to play the hand that you are dealt. And yes, you can choose to make the best of it through certain choices, but sometimes there are things that we are given um, that are just different from what other people have, that make things harder or make things easier. And that's just life. Sorry, I don't mean, (laughs) I feel like I'm sounding so cynical, but it's just, it's just being a realist. Um, my husband is way more of a realist than me, by the way. (laughs) I him, some of him has probably rubbed off on me. So, but aside from that, now that you're sufficiently depressed, we're going to talk about the types The types of toxic positivity. There's three big ones that I can think of off the top of my head. So the first one is the people that are saying, just stay positive. Look on the bright side. And I mean, this can be meant to be sympathetic. But really, it's just a way to kind of shut down what emotions you're experiencing. And honestly, if you hear this, people like probably don't even think about it. It's like when you say, like... Hey, how are you doing? And you respond good. How are you? Even if you're having like the absolute worst day, at least for Americans, um that's just you just say good. <laughs> you always just say good. M- maybe because you don't want to engage in conversation, but you know, it's just standard custom to say good. So I think this is kind of that same concept is like, you know, you're you're feeling down and someone's just like, just stay positive. Look on the bright side. It's kind of like you're just saying it because you you want to contribute somehow to make them feel better, okay? So I don't think there's really any necessarily, like, evil intent behind that. Um, but the second one, ooh, I hate this one a lot. Um, it can it can be used in malicious ways and sometimes innocently, but I feel like it's more malicious everything happens for a reason. And I so used to be that person. I 100% was that person that like something bad would happen. And I was like, everything happens for a reason. And don't get me wrong, like it is so so tempting like if a boyfriend broke up with you or whatever you're like everything happens for a reason and you know maybe maybe this is true and maybe there is reasons to things but it's really hard to believe that when someone you love maybe is diagnosed with a serious illness and they did nothing wrong like what would be what could possibly be the reason for that You know, there's just some things where that doesn't make sense. And it's cute and fun to think that maybe, you know, fate came into someone's lives and it made you meet your um, significant other or whatever. Maybe it's a coincidence. I don't know. But at the very least, to apply everything happens for a reason to a negative situation is probably not the best. If you want to use it to, you know, as a cool wondering of how you and your husband met you know go for it (laughs) something positive why not but yeah negative mm. if you're talking to someone probably not the best idea um and then the third thing which i i was kind of talking about but I, i didn't mean it in this way happiness is a choice i didn't necessarily say happiness is a choice i'm saying that in general you do have control over your emotions and you have a choice of how you want to react to situations. Okay. Um, whether that's good or bad, you have a choice. Um, and you know, just what it is. So, yes. Happiness is a choice, but you can also choose to work through other emotions and experience other emotions. And it sucks because I feel like a lot of people tend to feel guilty and I've experienced this as well. Like maybe you're going through something and you're processing it a little bit longer and like, for instance, I'm at work and maybe I'm really sad about something and I just I can't force myself to bring the energy. I kind of want to mope. I kind of want to maybe chat about my feelings. I don't necessarily need any advice. I just want to vent to someone and I'm down. But I feel guilty because I don't want people to be annoyed. Then I'm sad. Like, oh, here comes Eeyore, the sad sack. She's just so mopey. It's been a couple weeks. Like, shouldn't she be over it already? Like, different things like that. Or I could definitely see instances of why people would feel guilty. Why they would suppress their emotions. And it's sad that you would like have to pay a therapist to be able to vent. But I mean. Unless you have a really good listener in your life. Sometimes people suck. And they like don't want to listen to you. Or they give you this like toxic positive advice. Because they don't know what else to do. So yay. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's, that's, that's an interesting concept. So We have our three types. And I'll reiterate again that people tend to mean well with toxic positivity. And you may be someone who has given toxic positivity to others without even knowing it, okay? And I will agree, it's hard to know what to say to someone because you don't want to make that person feel worse, right? So like our natural reaction is to just shroud them with positive energy and give even just giving them a solution it may not even be positive but you know nine times out of ten if somebody vents for you unless they directly ask for advice just listening and acknowledging that their feelings are valid are 99.9 percent of the time, what they need. But I know it's hard. I know. I'm a fixer myself. I just want to help everybody and give them the best advice, life-changing advice. And you know, even if they need that advice and you give them advice, usually it's not the right time. If they're venting to you, they're just venting. They they don't need advice. <laughs> I, I, I try to practice what I preach, but it's 100% true. So let's talk about how to overcome toxic positivity or just how to overcome these these feelings in general like you want to feel happy and you but you just don't know what to do you're going through a rough time like what do you do so I would let your negative emotions ride out, like feel the flow, like cry it out, get a tub of Ben and Jerry's, like binge watch some Netflix, go for a run, like whatever you need to do, do it in a healthy way, but don't dwell on it. Like even after a little bit of mourning, I'm not even going to give a timeline because everybody is different and every situation is different, but maybe you get to the point where you're like, you know by the by this date or by this day, I'm just I'm I'm not gonna worry about it anymore. And again, it depends on the situation. There's some times where you think that you're over something and emotions can re present themselves and like for for really deep complicated issues and I mean this is where you would obviously need the help of a professional but just bringing up things like trauma or triggers um, that's something that's a reoccurring thing that you're going to need to be more aware of and need help with so that's an instance but for maybe more basic things or just one-off things that happen in your life let the emotions ride out and don't dwell on them okay Then you got to be realistic. (laughs) This one's hard. This one can feel like you're being mopey, but this one is important to me. I I told you how I was going through things and how I was a victim of toxic positivity and now I'm more of a realist. I'm a motivator and a realist, right? But it's really important to me because I do do it in my profession every day. I mean, sometimes you just need to have tough or uncomfortable conversations with people and they may be defensive at first, but it truly helps them in the long run if it's the right situation I mean with me could I just be like yeah great you're doing awesome amazing or like sometimes I have to have the tough conversation like no sorry your form sucks like I say (laughs) say it in a nice way or like "Uh, you're probably like actually eating way too much we need to take that back and like Again, it's in a nice way, but to be blunt and for you to get the point, like I sometimes I have to have tough conversations, and it gets uncomfortable. never really gets easier because you never want to hurt a person's feelings. but it's tough love. You know that in the end, it's better for them. And you, you might even need to have a tough love conversation with yourself. I have done this many times. I've talked about it on this podcast in various instances. but you might need to tough love yourself. Um, I've had many, uh, many uncomfortable conversations with myself. (laughs) So don't don't feel afraid to do that. And also just one more thing to note on this topic is you can feel more than one thing. I mean, why aren't you allowed to grieve and then? you know you might have a day that you're laughing and you don't feel like you're worrying about something like it's okay however you process certain events like everybody is different just let it happen me I will tell you I'm a little bit of a weirdo um I like don't cry with certain things and I know there's other people out there like this i i mean it just all depends on my mood sometimes i'm super emotional and like i remember when my husband was deployed i watched the notebook and literally cried the entire movie like just bawled my eyes out like for different reasons but i just cried 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 i was like what the hell is wrong with me (laughs) um and then other times like i've known people that have passed away or animals and i just i don't Cry. It's almost like my body's trying to protect itself. Like I, I won't even process it that it's happening. But maybe a little bit later on, I'll acknowledge it, and then it kind of hits. Um, so it's different. It's different for everybody. I mean, a breakup, a death, an illness, um, losing your job, just a tough instance, or maybe something you're really angry at. I know I just went through a situation where I was. I experienced a ton of emotions. Actually, it was a, a personal situation, so I won't get too much into detail into what it was. But I experienced anger at first, like fury and rage, which is really weird for me because, like, I, I'm not like a very angry person. Like, you have to do a lot to get get me to be angry. But I experienced rage and anger. Then I was hurt, and then I was sad, and then I was excited, and then I was happy, and then I was kind of hurt again, and then eventually, like, this whole process took like a month. It was a whirlwind. Um, but then eventually I accepted it and I was at peace with the situation. And, and, you know, I experienced all of my feelings. I made them valid. Sometimes I tried to fight them and I was like, oh, my God, I'm crazy. <laughs> Which is fair. You're, you're allowed to think those things. And then you come to peace with the issue or whatever it is and you move on. And so is life, right? So that's a perfect example. I just thought of that when we were talking. So <laughs> That's, like, amazing. But, um, last thing I want to leave you with, with this podcast episode, I hope you really enjoyed this because I enjoyed talking to you all about this topic. It is very interesting to me and very fun to chat about, um, is what do you say to someone when you're in that situation where you want to give toxic positivity, but you know you shouldn't? The main things are acknowledge the person's feelings okay say you know wow i see that you're feeling sad or like you know you're feeling this way whatever emotion it may be tell them that the feelings are valid you know i see that you're really upset about this and honestly that's valid and sometimes people just want to hear that and at the very least you can just sit there and listen sometimes you don't even have to say anything And just even agree. You don't even need to agree with them. You can just sit there and listen and that's probably enough. But agree, nod your head, whatever. Those little things are are enough. Sometimes less is more in that kind of situation. And as always, I do want to wrap up this podcast with that if you feel like you can't handle this situation alone, you're in a situation like this where you're emotionally overwhelmed, I cannot stress enough to seek the help of a professional um there are resources out there you know they have like the online things like better help and stuff like that that are a little bit lower cost. I know sometimes like even in my area it's like it takes months you get on a wait list to like go to a therapist and it's like wow by the time by the time I get off this wait list uh, my problem will be resolved. So you know try online options there's zoom like therapy sessions like COVID has like propelled us into the future I swear. But there's, there's a lot of good options out there low cost just you know you got to be kind of sticking up for yourself and and be your own advocate and look out there to see what resources are available to you okay but all right guys i hope you enjoyed this episode Um, if you are newer here and you don't know much about me, you could check out my website, Tina Wiland Fitness. That kind of gives you a nice overview of me (laughs) and who I am. Um, I train busy women to be strong and create healthy lifestyles that they truly enjoy. Um, if that sounds like you, like I said, definitely head over to Tina Wiland Fitness. I have a ton of different programs, ton of different price ranges, and um User abilities, you know, anything from like one on one training to do it yourself programs and nutrition coaching. And we do have a six week challenge coming up september 12th by the way so definitely be on lookout for that and for my social media peeps i am on instagram at tina wyland fit that is probably my main hangout that's where i am most active and on facebook you can join the busy women fitness driven facebook group we also do a lot of cool exclusive stuff on there Alright, and also, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to leave a five-star review. You can rate it really now, wherever you're listening, I feel like, Spotify, iTunes, whatever. If you feel so inclined, you can write a couple kind words as well with your review. It just helps more people see the podcast or even just share it with friend. If you don't feel like rating or reviewing um, any little bit of support counts and it really does mean a lot to me. So thank you guys again for tuning in and we will chat soon. Talk to you next week. Bye.